Hello and welcome to another episode of What High School Did You Go To? I'm Gabe DeVerge. And I'm Chris Hatfield. Um, we're back once again. Back once again. No longer close. No longer nearby. Yeah. But you are up in Maine now, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's weird being close to a pro market. Like it's, <laughs> I haven't really been able to put like my finger on why it's weird yet, but you know, like... I went into a coffee shop and I was wearing a Lakers shirt and I didn't think anything about it. And like some dude got mad at me telling me I wasn't supposed to wear a Lakers shirt, like in Boston or, or in Massachusetts. And I'm like, this wasn't even like premeditated or anything. I was just wearing a Lakers shirt. I, I didn't want to offend anybody, but um, he got very, very frustrated. Uh, it's, it's an interesting place up here. <sighs> Definitely. I'm, I'm sure uh, I've not made it up to Maine before, but it, it seems pretty interesting. Uh, I, I've always wanted to go to Acadia in that area. It's, it's definitely up in the, yeah. in the biz. My, my in-laws are big Bar Harbor folks. They went for their, yeah. like, their honeymoon when they got married. Nice. And so that's like some, somewhere it's definitely on my bucket list and things. We go. I'll make it up there one day. I'm glad, yeah, I'm glad it's treating you well so far. The weather's great. Um, the shrimp is cheap. The um, shrimp is cheap, man. You but you I mean, got me with the shrimp is cheap. <laughs> yeah, like morel mushrooms, which I'm a big fan of. Are like <laughs> actually affordable here. Good wine. Um, it, it's nice. Um, New York State is an odd place to drive through. I went through Buffalo, and it's like I'm in a big city. Then all of a sudden, I'm driving down the interstate, and there's like shopping outlets, and I'm like, wait, this is Tennessee. Like this is exactly <laughs> what it feels like driving through Tennessee. And I don't remember. My, I. My, I, I I think it was uh, Andrew, our, our our buddy. I think he said it was like everything in like north of something is just like it's the south. It's just the same. Buffalo is a strange place in general, too. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah, it was it was it was an experience, man. I'm still working working out the takes on on. It's a different world. New York City is very much not everything in New York. Uh, yeah, but uh, but around here, Chris, we're gonna we're gonna talk about uh, Jared West has officially committed and joined the University of Louisville men's basketball team. Um, the the release went out uh, not too long ago. Uh, we're gonna talk about that. The rest of the scholarship situation, where we think things might open and things. Uh, might go in the next week or so. Uh, tonight is the national championship game as well. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that amazing Gonzaga game. Uh, we're going to talk about our good friend, Rick Bozich, and uh, we'll hop on the, the coaching carousel. See, you know, we haven't really talked since, uh, you know, both Mike Woodson was hired, the UNC job opened. Uh, it's been interesting. We'll talk a little bit just about college basketball as a whole. And uh, I'm sure some nonsense in between. Uh, so join us after the break, after the sh- after the uh, intro, and uh, let's get it going. Coming to you from inside the Waterson Expressway. It's the only podcast that misses cahoots. This is What High School Did You Go To? With your hosts, Chris Hatfield and Gabe DeVerge. And we're back, Chris. As I mentioned, intro, Jared West, formerly of Marshall is now joining the Louisville Cardinals. That is the big story uh, that, that has happened. He is a 5'11 guard from Marshall, been there for four years, moving over, going to take one of the spots that was left open by the two decommitments uh, Louisville recently had. Um, if you're following our, uh, our transfer, our unofficial transfer tracker, you know that the stats are pretty good. Uh, there's some concerns, which I'm sure we'll go over, um, but it seems like he is definitely in the mold of the uh, Christian Cunningham, not quite uh, as a, you know, not quite going to the, to, to the rim as much as I think, um, as as much as Carleek is, but definitely in that mold of the type of senior leader that that Chris Mack has liked to have on every single team. Um, I know you originally weren't on board with the Jared West train, Chris, but, <laughs> but you have since changed your mind. Uh, what are your thoughts on on Jared West joining the Cardinals, and uh, what should Louisville fans be excited about with this kid coming to the team? Well, I think it's right to point out that. He's probably more in the mode of Christian Cunningham than, than Carly Jones. But I still think beyond that, he's a little bit different compared to some of the guys we've had in the past because he isn't quite that, that get to the rim guy that that's going to make a lot of shots. Um, his pick and roll numbers are pretty good, um, but you have to take them with a grain of salt because of the level of competition he's played with. Everything has to be taken a little bit with a grain of salt. I do think 
his shooting is going to be very, very valued. Um, Definitely. This is, Definitely. A, this is a guy who shot, I, I have all of his numbers in front of me, so I'm just reading them from it. He shot 45% on catch and shoot guarded opportunities, which Oof. says a lot for a guy that's that's 5'11", you know, who's going to have a guy who's taller than yeah. coming out, edging out on him, doing whatever, to, to make those and shoot at 45%. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a guy that's a really, really good spot up shooter. Um, his numbers are in the same area of where Jordan Moore was his last season at Louisville. I'm not comparing him to Jordan Moore. So please, please don't say that. Um, <laughs> but I would say that what he did in Marshall, his shooting ability is on par with that. Um, so there are some things to be excited about. I, I did, I, I think he is a Chris Mack type of dude because it's a guy that kind of plays with a little bit of chip on his shoulder. Um, he's a guy that's very good defensively. I do have a little bit of question marks, like in like ISO situations where it's just him one-on-one. I think that, that AC guard, ACC guards can get past him, but also on the same token, it's a guy that was the leading steel leader at Marshall in school history. So he's a guy that, you know, has, can make some plays, a Definitely. little bit of an edgy guy that, that fits into that Chris Mack mode. So that excites me. Um, and, and I can understand, you know, why Louisville was in on him and why Louisville wanted to reach for him. The height thing is the height thing. Yeah. And it, it, and it, you know, it's, it's faith opens easy to question that, but I, I think the shooting ability is something people should be excited about. Um, one more thing. And I'll, I'll let you react shots off the dribble. He shot 48%. Wow. Um, so the guy, I, I saw it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, it, it definitely does seem the shooting things are there. I know a lot of people pointed and, and I did even sort of when I first looked at him, um, his, his shot making last this past season against tier a and B sure. games, which is basically top 100 in Ken Palm. Um, he shot only 26% from three and, uh, his, his, total uh, field goal percentage slipped down to 45% from the 50% he was normally making. Um, but it does seem like that was maybe an aberration. Um, his junior year, he shot 37% in that, you know, in, in more games, they, he only had four top 100 games this past year. That was the lowest he's had his entire career. And even his, uh, his first year as Marshall, his freshman year, where he was really fantastic. And, um, I, I was listening to an interview. I don't remember who, who it was, but was talking, to Marshall's like main beat reporter uh, for their local paper. I think, I think it was with Mark Ennis. Um, and, and he mentioned the fact that they, that team won a game in the NCAA tournament. And he was like a huge reason why. And if you go back, they, you know, he wasn't the MVP of that game, but he was definitely the second most important guy on that team. I watched was, a few highlights of that yeah, game. Actually. He was just I a think freshman. I heard the same interview you did. So. Yeah. He was just a freshman. And then that year they had 14 games and he shot 40% from three on a similar amount, you know, you know, uh, 57 shots um and then also kind of a similar amount you know in, in 2019 his sophomore year 30 38% shooter from 3 so um i understand if if that's if that's what you're going to point to first i completely get it but i wouldn't get super concerned about it um i think the kid de- definitely you know there, there's when you look at just like the top 25 teams which he hasn't played a ton of those it doesn't look that great but um i, I think this isn't the type of guy you're going to be looking to, to be Carleek, what Carleek was this year in terms of playing at all times. Um, I, I think that this move feels to me like Chris Mack, just, just, I think the leadership is just as much as it is about the shooting for me. Uh, one thing I keep hearing is bulldog mentality is something both his coach has had his coach has mentioned, and he's mentioned um, they even, they sort of mention his, um, no, his exemplary, he's an exemplary teammate and competitor, a coach's son, uh, that type of stuff. That's like directly from the presser that the school sent out. Um, so they're very, uh, you know, they're very much behind him. I think Chris Mack is very excited. You know, he, this is the, you know, third year in a row, he went out and got the guy that he wanted to get Chris Mack. And I think he's got a pretty right. good hit rate on it. So, um, you know, you, you, you definitely got to feel good about it. And um, it's going to be very interesting. Uh, I, I think it'll be very interesting to see how this guard lineup molds out, but I, I'm pretty excited. And knowing the fact that it seems like they want to add another guard, I'm glad because I think, you know, they definitely will. They, th- this seems to me to be the, the, another move of Chris Mack wants to play faster. He wants to mo- get out and run. He wants to catch and shoot. That's the type of stuff he's going to want the offense to look like he's heard. He's online guys. 
He's heard you complaining and now yeah, he's going to go completely in that direction, whether you like it or not. <laughs> this is another guy that was really good in transition. Um, right. you know, it's kind of like right. the, his, his numbers in transition are kind of like the second best part of his offense, but behind the spot up shooting. Um, so that's good to see. I, I think this solidifies like for me, like, when I, when I first heard the news, it, you know, I don't, I'm not going to speculate because I don't know. It's been pretty like quiet on that front. But when I first heard the news, my, my inclination was to think that this might mean Carly Jones has a chance to come back because I don't think this is a guy that, that you want to be like a starting point guard. I think he's a really solid option off the bench, but I think you make this move with the intention of saying, I'm going to have another guard in the fold. And that's just kind of how, like, I personally took it. Um, I don't, it was weird to me that someone else pointed this out on Twitter, but Louisville's been using, like, all the promo that they featured him has been him wearing David Johnson's number in their, in their, like, their, their promos. (laughs) So that's like some kind of like unintentional or intentional thing that, that mobile basketball social media has done. Um, So there's a lot of like weird little tentacles with that, but we really just don't know on that front. I will say that I would feel a lot more comfortable if he's a guy that's like the first option off the bench rather than a starting point guard going into next season. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that makes sense. It'll be interesting. I know there's, um, we're still kind of waiting on the Carly Jones decision. Of course, his scholarship doesn't count towards a little scholarship, um, math deal. Um, I realized we had the conversation about scholarships and I got it wrong in terms of, uh, guys can still use seniors can still use their scholarships, um, in other schools, but instead of it not counting, where Carleek's and Malik's scholarships won't count towards the total for Louisville. Uh, Jared West's fifth year of eligibility he's been granted will count towards Louisville's total. And right now, given the way things are, they are completely locked in. That is including David Johnson. So assuming David Johnson leaves, which be 100 with you, uh, I'm sure Chris will be the same. I've not heard a single person that's told me or told anybody I know of that David Johnson is staying at Louisville. It's all. Yeah. I think it'd be shocking news at this point. At this point, it would be an immense shock if David, uh, uh, a good one for Louisville, I think, but, um, it seems like for him, it, it would, it would definitely need to be, you know, it would, uh, it would be an absolute shock. So Carly, Carly Jones, we'll see. I've heard recently 60, 40, he stays. That might mm-hmm. be just optimistic. It does seem like still very much a coin flip and that it kind of changes every day. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, but for the, so as I mentioned, you know, that kind of leaves us in the position where every scholarship is taken, but we know that David Johnson probably is not returning to this team. So there will be at least one scholarship um, coming open and uh, potentially two. We don't, we don't quite know what's happening with Josh Nickelberry. I'm kind of surprised he hasn't put his name in yet, Chris. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, uh, it is a weird situation for sure. I saw pictures of him and his mom going to Kroger. He posted <laughs> not too long ago. So it's like, Oh, like, yeah. Finishing out the year, I'm not quite sure. Um, but so we, I think the the still the priority for Chris Mack is going to be to get another guard in for that position that David Johnson leaves behind, and it looks like it's about three guys at this point um, right. that Louisville is taking a look at. Um, most notably is Rocket Watts, um, who you know Louisville fans are probably very familiar with. Um, who's, who's coming from, who's leaving Michigan state, uh, a, a guy Louisville really, really wanted when he was coming, you know, into the college game. Uh, no, I have to Locke, interrupt you for a second, please. Well, just one second. Um, the UNC board of trustees is meeting in 30 minutes. So oh, the, the, wow. there could be a hire coming today. Like that, that's a quick <laughs> turnaround on everything. If, if they're going to announce a hire today, my goodness, it's a quick coaching search for, you know, what is a very, very significant hire. Um, but, but go ahead. Wow. Um, you, 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 you were talking about somebody. Noah Luck. You were talking uh, about Noah Locke. Um, <laughs> Noah Locke from, um, 
from uh, Florida who, um, you know, it's, I, I've, I, the, the stats look good. I, I would definitely love him. I, I doesn't, I'm not convinced that he, he wants to come to Louisville. It's just, it sounds like he wants to play a lot. And I don't, um, I don't know. I don't know. think Chris Mack is, is willing to give somebody 30 minutes a game if their name isn't Carly Jones next season. Um, Rocket Watts, who we've talked about. And then the other, which is becoming less and less. So I believe is Armand Franklin, who uh, mm-hmm. I think is going to be staying at IU. It, 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 does seem to sound like uh, Mike Woodson is is sort of got things under control after a bumpy start, and the coach who brought him there, um, I'm forgetting his name, um, you know, uh, who who uh, it seems like he will be staying on the staff there. Um, Chris, who well, of those three guys, maybe just two, Rocket Watts and Noah Locke, which would you prefer, and why is it not Rocket Watts? <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure I'd want either of them to be completely honest with you. <laughs> um, if, if we're, if we're keeping it all the way, like 100, I, I don't know much <laughs> about the, the Noah Locke kid. I talked to, um, someone who told me that they talked to Louisville and they didn't sound too confident about it. Um, hmm about, about that whole situation. So you take that for what it's worth. That's just one guy talking. Um, but I, I know that kids like had tons of interest from a lot of schools. So obviously he's pretty talented. I just to be completely honestly, haven't really spent a lot of time researching his game or, or what he is, because I, I don't think Wolves going to be much of a player. Um, I don't want rocket Watts. There's, there's people like, there's people out there that are, that are already doing kind of the sell job for him. Yeah. And that's fine. Um, but I told you this already in my mind, rocket Watts is Darius Perry. And we were a huge Darius Perry <laughs> fan club and I love Darius Perry and he's balling out of UCF right now, but that's not the type of player that Chris Mack wants. I mean, it took, it took the fans begging and begging and begging for them to play him to play David Johnson. So you're going to take the, athletic, unefficient dude who can't shoot and his best attribute is saying he's an athlete and maybe, maybe he can work out. I'm good on that, man. Like I, I think Max made it pretty quite apparent that he doesn't want players that are inefficient. And that's what he screams to me. Like he didn't, I mean, if we're keeping it real, Max yeah. wasn't the biggest fan of Jordan Wara. <laughs> like, it's true. It's true. So that just kind of falls down that path. Maybe he like, I'm not, I think it's dumb for anyone to say that, you know, I don't work rocket Watts because I know he's not going to be good. Like the dude has talent. He was a five-star whatever it was, four-star, five-star in, in high school in like Michigan state and all these other schools were in hunt. So the guy has talent and maybe it works out. Maybe he goes to Florida state and he balls out. I'm sure he will. But for Louisville, I don't think it's the right fit at all. And I, I think just having one guy like that in a locker room that we've talked about still needs leadership and, and a voice. And they're going to have it now that Malik Williams is coming back and, and a guy like Jared West are going to have it more. But taking a guy that's that's had a, you know, rocky career at Michigan State and he gets off to a bad start at Louisville, I think that could turn into a bad situation. Um, and I don't want that. But I, I know people disagree with me. I, um, I, I'm with you mostly. (laughs) I was the, I was, I will say I was the king of the rocket Watts. I don't want him. He can't shoot. Um, he apparently wants to play shooting guard, which is funny because he wants to shoot more. Uh, I think he has interest in mobile. Like, I think he really I think he genuinely has mobile. interest. I, I, I want to shout out Sean Vinsel, who runs the, the Hoop Insight uh, newsletter, who put out his newsletter today. He tweeted. I need to it. read that. It, I, this is why I want to shout out Sean. I'm thinking about it. He goes through the fact that each of the four final four teams had at least one transfer in their starting lineup and you know how both Baylor and Gonzaga have multiple in their rotations. And he talks about five different archetypes of recruits Uh, mentions Quentin Grimes, who was the number eight recruit in, you know, in some, some rankings was terrible at Kansas. He played, he started, he was very inefficient, turned the ball over a ton, shot 48% effective field goal. Um, 
Then he goes to Houston, ups his ups ups the EFG up to fifty two. Um, he's he's gotten the turnovers under control and now hitting forty percent from deep and and looking like a NBA level player. And Sean compares him to Rocket Watts, who is, you know, very highly regarded as well, was very inefficient in his time. You know, I, I think I'm willing to take a swing on it because this is going to be, you know, if you want year four to be the, the make it break it year, I don't mind Chris Mack taking a big risk. I would much rather take a big risk. I think at this point, than I think the, the, the thing about these recruits, these, these transfer recruits that, that, uh, that, um, Chris Mack has taken, they're pretty safe, pretty safe picks, pretty safe bets. I think, you know, what you're getting in a lot of them. Um, and then, you know, what the limitations are and you're asking guys to exceed those limitations. The ceiling is very high with rocket Watts, but the floor is real low. We know the floor is real low. And um, I guess if we, I, I, I think I'm a little more willing now that we have West and um, I don't know. I just, I, I'm probably going to be completely wrong. And 20 minutes after we publish this podcast, Carly is going to say he's leaving, but I just get this feeling Carly's coming back. And yeah. And I mean, that's, that's, that's the way I feel too, for whatever reason. And I, I think both of us should be clear that there's not really any inside information. No, no, I have no that. inside information. I just have people saying, I've just, you know, he just seems like that type of guy. Um, I will point out the Quentin Grimes comparison is good, but it's also a dude who has a 26% usage rate at Houston. And there's not going to be an, uh, there's not a grad transfer coming in. That's going to have more involvement in the office. Absolutely. agree. Absolutely. Um, So, I mean, like I hear you and it puts me in a tough spot because I will gladly like be wrong. If he comes to mobile balls, I want that. And I get it. Like it, it's a guy you're getting, you're getting a guy who's saying, you know, you had these aspirations of being a pro coming out of high school and they haven't quite worked out. So this is your last chance. You know, if you, if you fell here, then you're going at best to the G league and, and then try to like make it from there. But if it works out, you know, you can still do everything that you want to do and reach the expectations that you had for yourself out of high school. So I like, I like having a player like that. It's just for me, man, there's a lot that can go bad and I'm not, I'm not sure I'm going to be like gunning to, gunning to pull it, but I hear you. Like, I think like, like, like I said, yeah, yeah, go ahead. It, it's dumb for anyone to say that, that I think, you know, they wouldn't take rocket Watts um, because he's a talented player. I'm looking at the RSCI rankings, which is kind of like a cumulative recruit. Rankings. Yeah. That's what, that's what uh, Sean was using. I, think he was um, I like, I like, I like using that. Yeah. He was right behind Johnny Juzang. Um, right behind Jeez. Samuel Williamson, right behind DJ Carlton, um, right in front of Lamelo Lamelo Ball, who didn't really matter. Right in front of Drew Timmy, right in front of EJ Liddell, right in front of Coffee Cockburn. Um, I mean, so right there with all these guys that um, have balled out in college. So yeah, I mean, it, it, it's just a risk. That, that that's what it is. Um, yeah, yeah. We'll see. I, I don't know. I, I, I do know if he goes to Florida state, he hundred percent will drop 25 on Louisville. And it's not even a question, even if yeah. he, he plays terrible every other game. Um, I know that will happen. Um, yeah. anything else on these, on these guards, situations? I don't think the lock's going to happen and it doesn't look like Armand Franklin. And then sort of seems like, you know, Justin Powell committed to Tennessee. I need to update this. Uh, Jalen Cohn is committed somewhere else. Mason Faulkner. They're not really as interested in. So it's kind of a wait. And I, I, d- I don't know who the other guy would be, who they take a look at. Yeah. So. I mean, the Mason Faulkner situation could be a little bit of a two way thing by my understanding, uh, but that's just something I've heard. I that do think sense. it's interesting that Louisville, um, may not be looking at a big, like if it, unless like, I, I don't know who they've contacted. They contacted the kid from Penn state. That's the only one, right? Yeah, no, it does seem like, I, I think, I think Jody Demling said he was like, they're not, they're, they're going to worry about guards first. I think just Malik coming back, they don't think they can get a top level big. And so yeah. they're not, you know, if they want to get a guy that can spell for 15, for 10 to 15 minutes, just kind of as a body, you know, that guy's going to be on the, that guy's going to be in the portal all year. You know, and let me tell you something, man. I, I love that. Like, I love the fact that if Chris Mack is willing to do it and willing, I, I don't think you should be counting on Malik Williams to come in and be healthy. 
Right. Like, I think that's the mistake he made last year was buying time, buying time, buying time. And then you get Malik Williams back for two weeks and whoops, he's hurt again. And now we're in the same position. I think you go into next year saying, no matter what happens, we're going to play Withers at the four. And that's, that's his position. Exactly. That's where he's going to play. That's where he's been most efficient. And then from there say, are we going to, is JJ going to gain the, you know, the 20, 25 pounds that he needs to gain to be on the floor? Is he going to start? Are we going to start Malik Williams or what? But I love I said that real country on that. That came out of nowhere. <laughs> um, I, I love having guys at the four and five that I know if we need them to, they can step out and make a deep shot from time to time. Right. Because you look at, I mean, just look at Gonzaga. Like, I mean, they, every, every one through five can switch positions and they can all shoot. Yep. And I will take that. People have, have fallen so in love. I, I think like the little fan base for whatever reason, once some big lumbering center, that can just body people like, like they're North Carolina. And I don't want that at all. No. I'd rather have the guy that can shoot the three that can move around, that can guard, you know, he, he can guard guards and not get blown by if needed to. Like, I love, I love, I love the ceiling for JJ trainer. Basically what I'm saying. I want to see the guy <laughs> in the court. I think he's a pro. I, I think his potential is out the ceiling. Like I, I, I think he can really, really be good. And I'm super excited to see that Louisville at least has decided to commit to him to the level that they're not going to, you know, recruit over him or, or bring in a transfer that's going to limit his playing time. Because I think the dude's a star. I, I you know, you, you have been on that. You have been the, the captain of that ship. You have been the captain of that ship and I respect it. I'm, I'm, I'm on the ship with you. I'm not, the, I'm not the co-captain, but I, I want to see more from him. And I think, I think it would be really good for for JJ and his opportunity, even if they're just, I don't know, man, like I, I think they just have to prepare for a situation where if Malik's not there, you know, Gabe Winitzer is not like just being relied on for 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and if you want to like, I think he can improve and be a good four year player or whatever, but it shouldn't be a guy that you're saying, I'm going to plug him in and right. know, just, we're, we're just going to be who we are. Um, but I hope that the understanding is that regardless of what happens, Jalen Withers is a moving from the four because obviously that shouldn't happen. Definitely. Definitely. Can I read you this headline from the Courier Journal real quick? <laughs> Please do. Okay. So the Courier Journal, it's a headline. It's, it's subtitle is Derby fun. Um, so it's like their Derby little list or, or whatever. And the headline is Benedict teen spread as a global original. Here's how to make the Kentucky Derby ditch. My question is to you, did you know that that Benedict team was a global original? No, I had I no idea. I didn't know okay. that. Okay. I didn't know that I, at all. I, 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 you no need idea. to go you on the with... streets of Maine and ask people what, if they know what Benedictine is. I want to ask them if they've ever had Derby pie, man, or what they think about Kentucky. I should do that. <laughs> man on the street, just going out there, recording pots, talking about Derby pie. That would be. Um, yeah, I think, um, yeah, eight ounces of cream cheese, cucumber juice, onion juice. None of that sounds good. I had no idea. My wife loves Benedictine. I mean, I like it. We make Benedictine sandwiches usually for a derby, for having people over. Really? Yeah. You make it during the derby exclusively? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's also like a big, like a, like a, like a baby shower thing too. Baby shower, yeah, bridal I shower. I had no idea about either one of these things. That's like upper upper middle class uh, white lady <laughs> uh, tea time thing, bro. Like it's well, just I remember <laughs> I remember being a being a kid and not that thinking, I'm upper middle class. But no, I, I know what you're saying. I remember being a kid and like my friends, I would go over to their house and like their parents would have hummus and I'd be like, dude, you're rich as hell. <laughs> so I feel like it's Sabra, probably like baby. one of those things. Yeah, yeah. We do um, we need to be the Sabra for Benedictine. I think so. Do we just need to like bring that. Benedictine to the masses? <laughs> I feel like there's a there there's movement in that market, man. It needs to be it needs to be exploited. Every Benedictine um, I've seen at Kroger looks like a woman, like 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 three. I can see three old women from Shively making it in a garage and slapping a label on top of it. Like it's just <laughs> the same deal, and it's good. I'm not. It's not negative. It's it's like it's it's you know. It's Benedictine. It's it's solid. I'm not not anything that I'm going to say is the best thing ever, but <laughs> wow, 
This is great. We're gonna just, just no, it, <laughs> it, it 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 just it just blows my mind. I I don't really have. We'll have to do this more often where we read these random headlines. Yeah, um, you were like, can I just read you? You said that before the pause. Like, I'm going to read you a random headline. Um, Chris, since we're getting this news about UNC, are, I mean, is it Huber Davis? Is that is that what we're thinking? Dude, I don't know. Like, they've interviewed – all their interviews have been announced. It's been Huber Davis. It's I don't know if they actually interviewed the dude from UNCG or not. Why is they said they did. They said they, they did. did. Right? West Miller? Okay. And, and then yeah, also – Yeah, They uh, definitely – Interviewed Stoudemire. And then the Monmouth guy, King or not, not Stoudemire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. King Stackhouse. Uh, Stackhouse. Yeah, Stackhouse. Yeah. I, I said Stoudemire. I was thinking about the Knicks. Um, if, you, if if you're a college basketball fan and you're interested in this UNC business, I really would recommend the Titus and Tate podcast they recorded after he Tate finds out about Roy Williams. It, it was a couple hours later, like several hours later, but it just was a good. And I think just like as a fan of a team in the ACC, I think sometimes, especially guys our age, we don't really know a lot of the, the kind of ins and outs that a program has. And it's very much like, you know, treating UNC the way that we see Kentucky fans treat Kentucky in that way. Mm-hmm. But I think it does, it offers a, um, a positive optimistic take about college basketball and just like, it's just, it's cool. It was cool and interesting to get a view into like a different fan base and to see someone who loves a team as much as you love your team and just in a different way that, that is acceptable and not acceptable, but just something you admire. Um, so while we're on this, let me ask you, like they're interviewing all the dudes that have local ties to the school because there's some type of familiarity and, and comfortability with that. But is that by, necessity because there's a limited pool of elite coaches out there or is that them trying to say we see what Michigan did and we want to copy that like which one because Indiana kind of did the same thing right I think I think it's a little bit of both right I mean yeah I think like I I just it's it's super interesting to me and I've talked about this in like the the discord and gotten discussions about this like the, the whole like coaching world and what it's going to be from like three years from now. And like who the top guys are going to be in college basketball is like insane to me because even in the ACC, like Leonard Hamilton just signed an extension, but he's like 73 years old. And like (laughs) Jim Laranega is probably going to be gone sooner than later. Jim Behind, obviously. And then coach K, like all these guys are going to be gone and there's going to be tons of people looking for, for jobs or there's going to be tons of schools looking to hire people. And there's just not going to be the amount of coaches that you feel would be able to get that job fit. So I don't know. It's intriguing to me. It's intriguing to me more from the standpoint of how it affects Kentucky in the future than anything really like to be, to be quite honest with you. No, it's super interesting. And, you know, you have mentioned, we sort of had this conversation in, in the discord for, you know, if you're interested in, in talking with some dudes about basketball and other sports, I would encourage you to check out the Captain by Chris discord, which you can find information on it at capping by Chris on Twitter. I, shameless plug, um, man. Shameless plug, you know, pod brought to you by, um, <laughs> but no, I mean, I don't know, dude. Like, and like, that's the thing about the, the podcast I mentioned is, North Carolina still wants to be like, like, yeah, they bring in big recruits and and they care about Jordan and like they've had like someone in Dunn's, but they still care about being like the old school style of college basketball program. So that's why like getting, I don't know, like I'm, I'm shocked to me, Fuse the guy that I would have called first because I think he can just, he can blend the old and the new so well is what we've seen with this team and what he's planning on doing moving forward. He's going to have these wild, like just shot making guys that stay for four years. And then he's going to bring in transfers and then he's going to bring in one and done guys. And they play an exciting brand. And they play an exciting brand of basketball that your fans are going to like, but it does seem like UNC wants to do the family thing, which fam they've done before and it's not worked well. Matt you know, like Matt, yeah, Matt Doherty. Like it didn't, it didn't really, like he was the handpicked dude. Like it didn't work well, but then, you know, they ended up coming back to the family, et cetera. And with Roy and it worked, but they don't really, I, I, like everyone wants to be Juwan Howard, but like Juwan Howard was such a one in a million dude. Like, I don't know how this is going to work for everyone. 
Stackhouse I, would I be don't, a higher to me. I feel like any of these guys, I don't know, man. Just all of them seem weird. Like they're going to get some type of recruiting boost if they hired like Stackhouse because it's like Jerry Stackhouse is there. He's wearing J's and like, I'm going to like, you know, put on a bunch of Jordan gear. And I'm what if it's just Michael Jordan? Like that. What if they hire Michael Jordan? <laughs> That would be a great move, though. Really, like seriously, like that would just be hire Michael move. Jordan. Just, just do it. <laughs> like, I mean that that would be amazing. That would be a terrific hire, and you wouldn't really have to worry about anything because they're just going to get the best players every year. I'm really hoping this just kind of drops, like who they're who they're hiring, just because I'm just like kind of waiting for it. Um, yeah, they should hire Michael Jordan. That'd be that'd be hilarious. Um, all the other hire that happened you mentioned is that uh, Mike Woodson got hired. Who you um, hate? <laughs> what do you think? Do you, so you think Mike Woodson is definitely Mike Woodson at IU is a hundred percent them trying to be John Howard? Like that's that's what you oh, feel? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Because they 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 nabbed Bad Mata, who, in my opinion, should be the head coach. But there was some type of weird situation going on with that, I guess. Um, but like to me. Mike Woodson is exactly Tom Green, so he's better than Archie Miller. Um, they'll probably make the tournament, but I don't know what they're going to do after that. I, I will just, say getting getting Trace Jackson Davis to come back was surprising to me, and that like that's like a massive, massive and, deal. and so Race Tom good for him. Both of them. Yeah. Nah, race and trace Thompson, race. whatever oh, okay i just i like race and trace like that's just, that's just a good name for a, a deal there um that is nice no i i don't know i mean if i think about mike woodson is i never i never as a knicks fan like i never was like yeah we got mike woodson <laughs> <laughs> like 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 mike d'antoni's like we got mike d'antoni you know it's like like we feel good about that it, you never that's exactly how way. you feel having scott Saturday <laughs> as your head coach then like that, that, that <laughs> seems like a very similar um opinion i'm um, speaking of the knicks they just signed john, john henson, henson. i saw that, I saw that come go. across yeah so shout out shout out john henson um yeah <laughs> what do you think what do you think what do you think he's gonna do there though like uh, i i think like when he first got hired, I thought it was going to be a massive, massive like failure, but I've started to come back a little bit around to the fray um, because I do think there, you know, I think sad is a really good coach. I think it speaks volumes to say that you can get those two guys to return. Um, and I don't think like you have to do great on the recruiting front in Indiana. If you can just do good, you're going to get some talent, but they, but, and, but, but Archie did good. Archie yeah, did I mean, good he, though. He did. He was just so like Archie. Like he, he's a terrible <laughs> motivator. You look at the guy in the sideline, and nobody wants to play with that. Yeah. And honestly, that's why I felt like bad about Mike Woodson because when I look at his face, I can't imagine being excited to play for him. <laughs> that's, that's just the way I felt about him. But I mean, like, I don't know. It, it, it's a weird, weird hire. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how I feel. I, I, I think he'll be better than Archie Miller. And that's as far as I can go. That's fair. I think he'll make, I, I think he'll make the, the tournament. I just don't think like, I think sweet 16 will be nice. Like, I think that's the the peak of what they're going to get. I just think he's going to get out coached a lot. That's just going to happen. He's not like, like everyone's like, Oh yeah. He's been around great NBA offenses. No, he wasn't. When he coached the NBA, the, the Knicks, they were garbage. That offense sucked. Incredible. But <laughs> like it was ISO. It was like Carmelo Anthony hold the ball for 15 seconds and jack up a fadeaway 18, 20 footer. Like it just, it wasn't fun. And I don't like IU fans should know that because they saw they, they, they toppled that team many times um so that's it you know on, on that i don't know man i i mean i think the thing is they if they can maintain if if they can maintain the whole the whole deal like if they can maintain the whole level of operation on the recruiting front they're going to be fine players wise i'm just not convinced that you're getting, you know, like, like there's a big difference between Juwan Howard learning under the heat regime and like right. how that system worked. than this dude, Mike Woodson, who, you know, coached the Knicks, he was solid at, at Atlanta. I'm going to give him that, but he's, you know, like 
New York's offense right now isn't great either. Like, yeah, they play good defense, but it's like, that's no, he's, you know, it's not, it's not someone, something that kids are looking to when they look at the NBA It's like, Oh, I really want to play how the New York Knicks play with like right. five yeah, I mean, like, fives. <laughs> Jawan Howard was surrounded by some of the best basketball minds in the NBA. Like you have Pat Riley, the GM, and then you have Eric Spoelstra, who is probably the most underrated NBA coach in the league. I would say I would put him hundred percent. I mean, he's, he's a top five, five he's a top yeah. five coach and he maybe will make it somebody's top 10, like a yeah. random NBA fans top 10. So I, I don't think you can compare those at all. I don't know if they're, if they're better defensively, they'll probably be a lot better overall because they have trace Jackson Davis <laughs> and a lot of the great big men who were in the big 10 this year are leaving. Like Garz is gone. Cockborn's gone. Breaking news. Um, Devin asked you transferring in the portal. Really? We knew this yeah. was happening. Chris said this was happening. They didn't believe you. <laughs> it happened. Alive on I got some I got some tweets to revisit real quick. <laughs> TJ Walker, where are you at? <laughs> at TJ Walker. Um, um let's let's talk about the game tonight before we, we get this out of here. Um, my strongest take about this game is that the game and it's like this year in particular, the game should not be starting at nine 25 because nobody is working. Like nobody's in their office, especially people on the West coast. I can guarantee you they're not in the office. So bro, like start this stuff at at least eight 20. It's ridiculous. It's it's wild. Uh, nine 20. This happens every year, dude. Nine 20. I'll never understand it. I'll never yeah, understand I, it. But yeah, onto the game. What are what are your thoughts? This is what we've been waiting for, man. Isn't it wild that we're getting the game that we wanted? This hasn't happened since 2005. I, I, I'm ready for this to be an absolute stinker because we've just been anticipating it so much. But I don't think it's going to be. Um, I don't know, man. I, I I'm 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 fully. I have gone a 180. I'm fully rooting for Gonzaga. I was. <laughs> 80% there before the UCLA game. I was like, you know, you know, UCLA winning would be fun. I just Suggs is like the most fun I've had watching a player in the tournament in a long, long time. Uh, Timmy is like, I like to say he's like, like he's dookie, like he's Duke white guy player E, but like just with the enough Joe dirt in him that I don't mind it. <laughs> And, um, but I also love like Davion Mitchell is like so much fun is, um, you know, Massey Oteague's, you know, the Baylor, Baylor against like against Houston was just like a Marvel. Like that was the old Baylor. That's the Baylor we enjoyed watching all season long. So I'm not going to be upset about it. Um, you know, the top two teams in Ken Palm, it's exactly what we wanted. Um, Jared Butler, of course, I don't know why I didn't mention him. Him um, has, has been fantastic. I don't know, man. Um, it's going to be really, really interesting. And um, I'm very much looking forward to this game. I've not, I've not looked forward to like a final game in a lot like this in a long time. Uh, what about you? Uh, I think there's some value for Baylor and Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> what's going on. Hubert Davis. Hubert Davis is going to be the coach. Wow. That's underwhelming as can be. I'm that's uh yep. What the, what is going on? What the hell, dude? I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just I, I just I think I that's you know, we talk about all these jobs coming open, man. All these big jobs are going to come open and I guess these guys are just going to let, are just going to pick their, their, their coaches in waiting, you know, coach K doesn't have a coach in waiting, So I don't know who it is. Um, but like, that's one thing that like, you know, uh, Tay Frazier said on his pod, it's like, he knows that Hubert Davis is a great man, but he's been told that, you know, he's not exactly a great coach. I mean, why would I, why would I even have an opinion one way or another? Like, <laughs> I don't know how to. Interesting. Um, Interesting. Yeah, back back to back to tonight. Um, I think there's some value for Baylor having went through an entire week of prep um, for this game early in the season. 
um, because, you know, you've seen the film before, um, you have a little bit of familiarity with their offense. I think so many people get kind of blitzed by Gonzaga in the first 10 minutes, just because they aren't ready for how fast they are, um, how all of their guys one through five can defend, can still can shoot, can do all those things. Um, so I think for Baylor, they'll, they'll know that and, and they'll have that little bit of an advantage. Um, I'm just really, I'm just really excited to watch it. Kind of like you, um, you know, I, I think that Baylor's probably going to do a lot of things to get drew Timmy moving and to really make him guard on the perimeter and maybe try to get him matched up on some of those guards. That'll be fun to watch. Um, I, I want to see Davion Mitchell and Jalen Suggs go at it head to head. That's, that's a really fun matchup. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think, I'm with you on kind of, I'm just so happy Gonzaga is here because as great as Gonzaga UCLA was, if they would have lost that game, Twitter would have been an absolute nightmare (laughs) with the takes. And I'm just so happy that we didn't have to endure that. If they lose here, it'll be bad. Exactly. As bad. It won't be near the amount that it was supposed to be. So yeah. What a game, dude, what a game. I'm not, I don't want to do like the, the, the where does it rank all time thing because it's just like it's such a fascinating it's it was such a fascinating event where it's like UCLA you know you thought that they were going to muck it up and they just they hit every shot imaginable it's 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 fascinating to me and I'll um, say like the thing that's intriguing about tonight is in that game I was so, so impressed by the discipline of UNC's or not UNC. I'm reading the UNC story right now. Um, I was so impressed by the discipline of UCLA's guards to any moment they had an opportunity to push the ball. They just resisted it. And we're like, we're not going to play the game that you wanted to play Gonzaga tonight. That's not going to happen. Like if Baylor beats Gonzaga, it's going to be beating them at their best because they're going to get up and down the floor. Um, which is so fun, man. Like, like that's the thing that makes me feel that we're not going to get a dud because both of these teams are at best with how they want to play. They both want to play up and down. They both can shoot a lot. So I just feel very convinced that we're not going to get a dud. Um, but yeah, like the UNC, um, Gonzaga, which are not UNC. God damn it. Um, (laughs) UCLA Gonzaga was, just absolutely incredible. I mean, I, I, I set after the shot went, I mean, I probably sat on my couch for about two or three minutes, just in awe about what just happened. Like the last five minutes were insane. Were insane. Just, it, it was, it was back and forth. It was guys hitting crazy shots. It was fantastic offense. It was, um, you know, dudes putting teams on their back, you know, UCLA, very, a very talented team, man. Like, um, and, and they, 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 they showed that they deserve to be there. Someone put like the double digit seed history in the final four, uh, you know, that like the, the I think the, the average was like lost by 12 points. Um, it'll be, it'll be super interesting to, to see how that, you know, comes coming off that, how, how Gonzaga does. Um, I'll be absolutely fascinated with, you know, they, they showed their weakness. They showed how to win. That's you just got to make shots. <laughs> so I hope that this game's really fun. The over under is like one sixty, um, which is wild. <laughs> yeah. I smash that under. <laughs> I was like, life like life's too short to bet the under, but I was like, that's too many. It's one is one fifty nine and a half. Because it really just takes like the first six, five or six minutes being bad, and then you exactly you feel pretty and then good you're off that position. So, you're absolutely yeah. off base. You would have to make you'd have to make overtime for it to get there, I think. Yeah. Especially with how much emotion you kind of I think I think Gonzaga put in. I think the pace will be slow um, for at least a five to ten minutes. It's just going to take a little bit. Um, but yeah, you, it's it. it I, I was listening to Bill Simmons and Ryan Asillo, and they're like, "Yeah, it's been all you know. That's how the games used to be back in the eighties and stuff." I was like, "Yeah, sure, that's fine." Dude, just like recency bias, I get it, dude. Just let us, just let us <laughs> leave a fucking game and just say that fucking rule. That was one of the best things I've ever seen, and I'm happy about it. Just let us do that. Just let it's us. It's just do so that. silly. Like, why do we have to quantify everything and just be like, like it was great? I mean, and like another thing is. Like the nerds every season that come into the NCAA tournament and say, you know, if this was an NBA game, this and this wouldn't be happening. I'm like, bro, like, yes, 
Those are guys at the height of their profession. I hope so. Like, what a weird take. <laughs> oh, man. What a, the NBA. I saw a bunch of people, that guy from the New Yorker was like, you know, oh, I hate people who are all about the, the NCAA. They're weird folks. And then a bunch of people after this game's like, hey, Isaac, did you see this game? You know, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I thought that was funny and enjoyable. We'll, we'll, we will see moving forward. Um, anything else before we, we lock this out? It looks like we'll have a press conference sometime soon about Hubert <laughs> Davis. Uh, really shows a good time Just, to pod. Yeah, there's a lot of news on this podcast. So Hubert Davis got hired. Devin Ashby is transferring. I'll be interested to see who Kentucky's bringing in to play point guard. Um, there's a lot of rumblings out there from different places. So, um, yeah, they're not bringing in a point guard in this class. I've known nothing about their new class. I don't think my understanding is they're not bringing in a point guard that they think is going to start from day one. So the the implication is that with this move, there will be a transfer coming in who's oh. going to play point guard. Um, we'll see. Who, what's the rumblings? Uh, I'm not going to say Carly the guy Jones. <laughs> I'm not going to say the guy because he's not in the transfer portal right now. Um, but if he does enter, I will, I will throw it out there at that point. So cool. Good to know. Also, Bojangles is coming to Louisville. That was news <laughs> you can use. Uh, we'll finally yeah. officially be an ACC school with a Bojangles, yeah. uh, on the, on, on Hurstbourne Parkway, which or Hurstbourne lane or whatever, which, uh, I always like to joke is the middle-class Dixie highway. Um, upper middle class 60 highway because uh yeah <laughs> it's just as bad traffic wise takes just yeah. as long to go down uh i guess i'll do it chris we will we will have another uh get together i'm sure when there's more news to come um i, I think we can expect hopefully when we get some information about who's um replacing the departed assistant coaches i think we'll get it i was it. gonna mention that Louisville should probably hire some assistant coaches at some point it so. sounds like Kilio fennel is basically one of them um, yeah, I think the second one's going to tell you a lot about where this program's going and what Chris Mack wants. If Chris Mack has to get a guy that's not impressive, um, I think that's that goes to show that you know he's definitely lost some favor in the in the college basketball world. Um, if he um, you know if he gets to get a guy, it'll be good. I don't think it's going to be John Brennan. Just. That would be really weird. Now everyone's reporting that Hubert Davis is is doing it. So is what it is. <laughs> All right, Chris. We will we enjoy enjoy this uh this national championship game and uh we will see what happens over the next few days and we'll be back to talk about it. Yeah, man. Enjoy tonight. Should be a good one. All right, take care, guys. Have a good one.